everyone, Cream right here, and today we have Kwesi Poku, who's a professional footballer at Forge FC that play in the Canadian Premier League. Kwesi, how's it going? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. This is our first time meeting online, so it's, it's good to have you on. I see you got the, the Canadian national team jersey on right there. Do you do you play with them as well? Yeah, I play with the U20 national team, actually, yeah. Nice. So can you take us back in time and just share how you got involved into the beautiful game? Uh, so my dad kind of forced me to play when he was young because it was kind of like his dream. Mm. So around the age of five or six, I got, you know, put into house league just like everybody does. And then uh started playing rep for a team called Brampton East. And then from Brampton East, I moved on to Woodbridge for about four or five years. And then I played for, with a team called Unionville for about six months before I joined uh, Toronto FC Academy. At 16, uh, I played with Toronto FC Academy uh, and TFC2 for like two years total. And then recently I signed for Forge. Yeah. Nice. So you, you, you mentioned that you broke in at 16. So, yeah. you know, just share a little bit about how you got in. How did you attract, you know, the opportunity to get into play with Toronto FC Academy at 16 years old? Well, I was in a tournament with uh, my previous team before joining Toronto FC called Unionville. Mm. I was in a BMO Champions Cup. I don't know if you've heard of it. But basically, uh, I played in that. I played um, uh, at Downsby Park, which is where their um, home grounds are. And uh, I impressed the staff, so they decided to pick me up from there. So, yeah. Got it. And, you know, what did you do on the field that attracted them? Uh, I feel like I was fast and I carried the ball well. Uh, I feel like I had a good final ball. Uh, I feel like I could take players on. I was confident. And uh, I feel like that's what that's what really made them want to take me. Nice. So, you know, we know, you know, players make it into Toronto FC. Well, very few players make it into Toronto FC's academy system, but not a lot of, la uh, not a lot of players um, make it to, you know, play with Toronto FC too. Uh, for example, and now you're playing with Forge, but how'd you, how'd you make it to TFC2? Um, I feel like it was me performing uh, day in and day out, hard work, obviously, um, you know, trying to be uh, one of the best in your age. Like when you're playing, let's say, U17, you want to be, you know, one of the best U17, so you can move on to the next. And then when you're U19, you want to be one of the best U19, so you can move on to TFC2. So that's kind of how I looked at it. And that's kind of what I did as the stepping stone to get to Toronto FC2. Got it. And then from Toronto FC2, you went to Forge. Did you want to stay at Toronto, or was Forge a next step forward for your career? So I feel like Forge was the next step because I wanted to play men's football as fast as possible. Um, I'm not sure if Toronto FC had uh, a plan for me to go into the first team as fast as I wanted to. And I feel like playing men's football was the, the best thing for my development personally. And I feel like it's it's paying off. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. Nice. And how, how has the transition been? Like, what's the difference between, you know, uh, playing with TFC2 and now, you know, playing with Forge FC and the CPO? What's the difference between the two? Well, uh, men's football obviously takes some adapting. Uh, TFC2 was more of, you know, 
my age group guys, my friends, people I've been playing with since, you know, young age, even before I joined Toronto FC. Uh, I felt like I was more comfortable there, but I feel like CPL has really been a step out of my comfort zone, a step in the right direction, because sometimes uh, you need to step out of your comfort zone to get better and improve. And that's what I felt like I needed to do. I needed to take that next step. So, yeah. 100%, 100%. And, you know, how, how have you been enjoying the CPL so far? It's been good so far. Uh, got a few starts, getting a lot of minutes. I'm, I'm enjoying it, yeah. Yeah, so you're currently 19, right? Yeah. Okay, so, okay, we got to talk about this, man. So you're young, playing in the CPL. Um, you know, you seem, you seem very mature. Uh, where does that maturity come from, and how do you uh, continue to stay disciplined? Uh, maturity, I feel like that comes from my father, probably the way he raised me, uh, you know, he raised me in the church, uh, very religious, a very just calm person by nature. So, uh, I feel like that's where the maturity comes from. I can only thank my parents. <laughs> For sure. Um, wow. I lost my train of thought cause you, you're just speaking, you're 19, so calm. Um, it's good, man. It's really good. You got your head on your shoulders. It's good. Um, what advice would you give to players, young players that are, you know, especially close to your age to go pro? What advice would you give to them? Uh, I'd probably ask them if they really want to go pro because uh, it, it may seem glamorous um, on the outside, like playing games, scoring goals, all the good parts. But, you know, it's really, it's, it's work. Like it's a lot of work uh, behind the scenes, you know, training every day, you know, injuries there's a lot of hardships and stuff like that so i feel like i'd ask them if they you know really want to do it and if they do i'd ask them if you know they're willing to do all all the little things because it's the little things that make a difference in a pro's career and it's the little things that'll take you to that next the next level yeah that's good advice um and you know what's your what's your schedule like now you know you're 19 you're at a young age right now and you know, a lot of things outside of the field change. People around you may treat you differently, um, you know, in a good or possibly bad. I'm not too sure what you're experiencing. I'm hoping good. But talk a little bit about what things changed once you put that pen to paper and now, you know, you became a professional back in that time. Well, maybe I'd say that uh, I've been a lot more respected by a certain group of people. Mm. And maybe uh, you lose a lot of friends uh, along the way. But I feel like the reaction, you know, uh, to me putting pen to paper has been pretty neutral for the most part. Um, I don't feel like there's too much of a difference from, you know, being a, you know, TFC2 player to being a Forge player. I feel like it's that, that same respect that I've always gotten. I feel like I still receive it now. And uh, hopefully things don't change. I got to ask you, how did it feel to put pen to paper to, to officially sign your pro contract? It, it was a really big moment uh, for me and my family. Obviously, uh, I've been uh, dreaming of signing my first pro contract ever since I started kicking ball. And uh, to finally do it was great. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to know, like, what about your dad? Because you said that was his dream, his goal. And what was his reaction like? Yeah, he, he was so excited for me. Uh, you know, he's, he's, 
he wanted me to be this. Like, he's the one, you know, who put me in soccer, told me to keep going. Uh, you know, he's the one who kind of drove me forward to do this. So once I finally got the opportunity, you know, there was no looking back for him and also for me. Nice. Well, congratulations to you. That's, that's massive. Um, you know, thank you. I'm doing it at a very young age. It's massive. And I can only imagine that your dad's very proud of your, your whole family, actually. Um, I want to tap more into, you know, tap into the field. What position do you play right now? So right now for Jesse, I've been playing like uh, a left wing back role, like left wing, uh, left back, mostly left back. Uh, I've been starting. And yeah. Got it. Do you, you know, is that your first time playing that position or have you been playing there for a while now? Uh, most of the time I've been a, a midfielder or, you know, a winger. So it took, uh, you know, it took some time to adapt to it, but I feel like um, I'm getting used to it and uh, it's getting me the most minutes. It's getting me the most experience. And uh, I feel like I can work on parts of my game I usually didn't work on in a defensive position uh because i've been you know mostly a midfielder and attacker all my life so i feel like it it helps my versatility and you know can can contribute to my career later on got it can you share some tips with the viewers in in regards of you know players will understand this that it's a mind switch right you just mentioned that you were in an attacking mind now switching to uh in a defensive mind more so uh focusing on left back how have you been um been able to switch the mindset can you just you know share share with us that well i feel like it's all about focus you know like uh i had like in a game i have to be more in tuned with my defensive side and that's something i really had to work on because let's say because i still get i still get in attacking positions so let's say i go to beat the player i cross and then you know the ball goes uh towards our uh towards our net uh Previously, maybe I wouldn't track back or, you know, maybe I would be a little bit lackluster to get back into position, but at left back, you can't really do that. You have to, you know, defend, you have to get in your line, you have to reset and organize. So that's something that, you know, took a lot of uh, time to get used to. And like, like you said, I kind of had to flip a switch and, you know, be more reactive on the field. So that's something I had to change. Got it. And are you this calm on the field or are you a little, do you have like, do you get a little more hyper or are you, are you more calm? Are you this calm? No, I'd, I'd say I'm a very calm player. Uh, I I think that's one of my strengths. I'm, I'm very calm on the field. Uh, I don't like to rush things. If I can move the ball, I can, but I also like to take the player on, which could also be that more hyper side that you're referring to. Got it. Yeah. I, I use the word hyper because I'm more, you know, I wish I had the calmness that you had. I was more of a hyper, high active, lots of running type of guy. And, and still in my mind and when I talk to now, I wish I've calmed it down more now, but I wish I had that calmness, man. That's amazing. Um, you know, and, and what about like talking wise? Do you communicate a lot on the pitch? Because we know at higher levels, you got to communicate with your teammates. So are, are you talking or are you more so listening to the older guys? How's that? Yeah. That's that's also something I'd say uh, I need to work on. Uh, I don't talk much on the field, and that's something that's been expressed to me by other people that I need to talk to more on the older guys because I'm more of a listener. I've always been more of a listener. Uh, I'm a quiet guy, so 
yeah, talking is something a defender has to do. So that's something I have to do more often. I don't really do it much. Got it. Um, well, leading to like towards the end here with uh, like, you know, la- we'll go last three questions. Um, do you have an agent right now? Uh, as of now, yes, I do have an agent. And how do you get your agent? Uh, they if contact you, if you could if you could talk on it. Yeah, I can. Uh, so they actually contact me. It's not really anything sneaky or anything in particular. They just contact me, uh, offer a contract. I review the terms and see if I want to take the deal. And yeah. Got it. Um, and what advice would you give to players that, you know, think that they might need an agent? What advice would you give to them? Would you say, you know, be the best player and let an agent come to you? Or like, what advice would you give around that? I would say exactly what you said, be the best player and let the agent come to you because all you can really control is what you can do and how good you can be. You can't really control if an agent is going to want you, but what you can control is how well you play, how organized you are in the field, how organized you are off the field, and, you know, all the other intangibles. So control what you can control and let the rest play out. Got it. You know, we got to talk a little bit about Canada. You got it on your chest right there. Um, yeah. You know, how different is it playing with your national team than playing, you know, with Ford, for example? What's what's the difference? What's the difference in level and how are you enjoying it? Uh, the difference in level? Yeah, the difference. Yep. Um, I'd say, you know, obviously being a youth national team, uh, Ford is more of an intense environment, whereas the national team is more of like an honor and we're all very like, you know, honored to play and we don't really like, you know, kill each other in training and stuff like that. And it's more of like, you know, just representing the nation. It's more what, of it, what it's about. And I'd say it's more, it's more calm, relaxed, relaxed environment, but we do still train hard. Got it. I, I just did an interview today earlier with um, Shayna Flynn. She also played with the Canadian, uh, the Canadian national um, uh, team. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying that correctly. She said, I want to get your, um, your thoughts on this. She said that it was a little difficult to create chemistry with the players because, you know, you guys all play with different teams and you guys don't spend a lot of time together. Is that the same case for, for, for your program or is it a little different on your side? Not at all. I feel like when I went to the program, I didn't really know anyone. But when I left the pro- program, I left with, you know, 20 different brothers. Like, I felt like we all connected well. We all had so much in common. You know, some of them, we've been playing against each other for years, played against each other in the academy. Uh, some of even my childhood friends like Lowell Wright are on that team. So it's like, it was great. It was like a brotherhood. and. Can't wait to go back. 100%. Shout out uh, Lowell. Lowell. How do I say it again? Sorry. Lowell. Lowell Wright. Yeah. yeah. I messaged him too. I want to get him on the podcast. Um, so that, that'd be cool if you could send him a shout. Um, Hello. I appreciate that. Um, last question. What's your most memorable soccer moment in your life? Uh, it'd probably be between winning the Dallas Cup with Toronto FC 
mm-hmm. or playing my first game against Costa Rica for my nation, which we won 3-0. That was a really big moment for me as well. So I'd say one of those two. I'm going to go with Canada because it's more recent and I feel like it's bigger. So, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously my first Canada cap, my debut was great. Nice. I will we'll wrap it up towards right we're at the end right now with the speed questions. You, you got wow, sorry about that. You gotta answer them quick. Okay. Who's your favorite team? Chelsea. Favorite player? Uh Hazard. Favorite cleats. Uh Laces Adidas X. Favorite food. Jalaf Rice. Favorite artist musically. Uh Lozy Vert. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Two goals in a game or one goal and one assist? Two goals. Would you rather score a free kick or a PK last minute goal? Uh, PK. And then if you were a coach and you were able to sub in any player in history, who would it be? Uh, Messi. Got it. Wacy, before we go, I just want to thank you for taking the time for joining us on the One Soccer Nation podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. It was an honor. It was great. Yes. Nice.